forward progress. What we will remember more than anything else about this game was the way Gardner limped back onto the field. Yeah. After being Welcome to another episode of Forward Progress. I'm your host, Devin Gardner. And May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And yes, I know we've entered June, but mental health is one thing that we shouldn't simply shelf after one month of, of paying attention to it. When you talk about mental health as it pertains to athletes, some may think about professional athletes and CTE and the effects that may come with that. But it starts way before then. The Little League player that was the best and then enters high school and doesn't become what everyone thought he would. Or the high school All-American who doesn't get the opportunity to live his dream. The one thing every athlete must do and that causes the most stress, at some point they must reinvent themselves. And my next guest was able to do just that. I've known Terry Richardson since he was 12 years old. I was privileged enough to watch his entire journey from Little League star to high school American at five foot eight, 150 pounds, soaking wet, with every school in the country clamoring for his services, Alabama, LSU, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State. I mean, you name it, he had it. To a full scholarship at the University of Michigan, to a graduate student and player at Marshall University, all the way to where he is now as the global workforce account executive at Dell. He has an amazing story for progress that so many young people can identify with. But first, here's Jay Reed with For Progress. Your hustle gotta be harder than anything that you fear. Gotta know how to tune out the haters that you gon' hear. Gotta get started now, you can celebrate in a year. Cause somebody gon' need your gift, don't be stingy, you got the cure. It's all factual, and we all tactical. You think Devin Gardner got farther from being practical? You think he ain't work for the blessings that he was asking for? You think he ain't work on his weaknesses after practice? Though? That was Jay Reed, and this is Big, 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 how we doing, Big Rich? Yeah, we doing good, doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on today. Now, I know people at home are probably wondering, because in the open I talked about, you know, 5'8", 150 pounds, soaking wet, right? They probably thinking, why is he calling him Big Rich? That's not a big person at all. <laughs> but everybody, it doesn't have anything to do with his stature, right? <laughs> it's it's that big old smile that you oh, see yeah. people that are seeing the video, you know, at home, some, some of you who listen to the podcast can't see it. Big smile, big personality, big in every way, except for his body. That's the only yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. But he big rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just so funny, man, to, to, to give a little backstory. I remember sophomore year, we was in a locker room. You know, DG came in the locker room. He said, T-Rich, you got to stop being T-Rich. I got to give you a new nickname. Yeah, T-Rich is over with. You've been T-Rich all your life. Your new nickname is Big Rich. And I said, you, you know what, you're right. I'm Big Rich. I'm big you know rich. what, I am Big Rich. I am Big Rich. You're right about that. <laughs> so that's now, a little backstory to it. Yeah. You, you've had yourself quite the journey, my friend. Yeah. Quite yeah. the journey. I mean, it's it's a journey that can rival any journey. I mean, it's it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's definitely a story that I, you know, you know, one day when it's all done and, you know, when the dust settles, I'm definitely going to have to write a book about it and give my experiences on it. As long as you name it Forward Progress, we'll be all good because I'm excited for your story of Forward Progress to be shown on this show, Forward oh, Progress. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's the first time, right? Because people don't really know T. Rich's story. You know, they've seen it from the outside. They don't know the whole story and how things uh, happen for T. Rich. And there's been some good and, and a lot of bad, but a lot more good, you know. Yep. But let's just start the beginning. Yeah. How did T. Rich start playing football? Uh, good question, man. So I started off playing on the West Side Cubs. Um, my father really didn't want me to play football. He was like, oh, you're too small. I was always a small guy, you know, growing up. I was uh, premature. I was born two pounds and 11 ounces. So, you know, Jeez. I just, that, that, yeah, that just kind of scarred my dad. He like, man, you're not playing no football. And so, uh, you know, you know, my, you know, my mom, um, you know, Linda, she ended up saying, you know what, let, you know, let me go ahead and, uh, you know, put you in sports and put you in football. And my daddy was just against it. And one day she was like, you know, come on, come get in the car. And I got in the car. She drove me not even 10 blocks to the West Side Cubs field and signed me up. And, you know, that's how I ended up starting playing football. So, you know, that's great because the roles are usually switched, right? Where dad's like, hey, he got to play football. And mom's oh, yeah. like, nah, nah I'm nah, not nah. putting my baby in no football, but it was uh, nothing for you. Right, right. No, 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 no. Absolutely. No, once my, you know, my, that was the best thing that ever happened. You know, you know, you know, my dad met 
my stepmom Linda when I was probably around six or seven years old and she started to put me in, you know, in, in sports and stuff. My dad wanted me to play baseball. So I, you know, I did a lot of sport. I never probably from, uh, you know, from third grade to college and after college, I never sat down. It was football, baseball, basketball, but football was the one he just was like, nah, you're too little, man. I can't do you. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't do you. And so I started off first year playing football was 2004 for the Westside Cubs at number 48. I had the uh, I had the beak, the one bar beak, you know. I was so fascinated with putting on shoulder pads. I was just happy to be out there, like I yeah. shoulder pads on. Right, right. Didn't didn't understand that you still had to play the game. I right. just wore jersey and you know and all the uh, equipment. <laughs> yeah. So did it always come easy, right? Because like you said, you start off with the beak. You got forty eight, but shortly thereafter, it didn't oh, yeah. take too long for everybody to know who is this extremely skilled 12 year old running around <laughs> who can do all this stuff right oh, yeah. why is he so savvy and so good at football and it wasn't just the skill it was the knowledge it just seemed like you had a feel for the game that just young kids just don't have yeah right? did it always just come easy no i mean you know you know i'm 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 a student man I, you know the way i view myself is i'm a student of life i'm a student of everything man the problem was i never played a game before so when i started playing you know, typically after you get done playing at that age, you run around playing, you know, jackpot or pick them up, mess them up. Yeah, I kind of didn't do that. I went, you know, got me a hot dog and a, and a Coke and went to Well, so and, explain, well, let's explain okay. what pick them up, mess them up. Some people okay. may not know pick them up, I mess them up. I don't know what that is. And it's okay. called different things, different places. So yeah. what's pick them up, mess them up? Pick them up, mess them up is basically a free fall, toss the ball in the air. We find, we, we basically designate this is the touchdown, that's the touchdown. And you got to probably run away from a thousand people to get there without getting. <laughs> it's snapped. one versus everybody. It's you know, one they do versus a lot of one v one, one v everybody. One versus everybody, and it's basically survival of the fittest. And I'm like, you know what? I am a little too small for that, right? I ain't too small <laughs> to play, but I'm a little too small for that. So, you know what I did was, man. I, you need I, some I, rules and I regulations. Need, I need some rules and regulations, man. I need. So, I was just fascinated with watching people who could do what I wanted to do, do it, right? Your, your, your Manchiles, your Debo's, your Devin Gardner's on the Steelers, your, you know, you, you know, I could just name all kinds of people that I watch, even on the Cubs. We had a lot of guys that were, you know, uh, that were doing big things, you know, Daryl Flemister and, you know, um, you know, and I just, I will sit in the stands and watch and say, okay, how do I do that? Okay. And the first thing I noticed was, 48 in this helmet ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> it. 48 in this helmet. Okay, I need the I need, I need the two bar Dickerson is what we call it. All right, I need a single digit. Okay, once I got that, uh, you know, I'm somebody. And so I just started studying and watching everybody do what I wanted to do, per se. So growing up, who who was the guy that you modeled your game after? Because you became a corner, right? That was uh -huh. your that was your position, but. You was an all-everything guy, right? You yep. play corner, you play receiver, you play yep. running back. I mean, you play – I remember seeing pictures of you lined up at running back for oh, yeah. the West Side Steelers. So, oh, yeah. who, who did you model your game after? Man, I had a couple guys. So, from corner, you know, it's a little bit different. Right? Of course, everybody loved Deion Sanders, but he had some intangibles that, you know, if you wasn't a real, real fast guy, it's kind of tough to mimic what he did. But uh, my favorite guys was like Asante Samuel. High Law, Dre Bly, um, Alfonso Smith, smaller, you know, smaller DBs that, you know, were, were, were nifty back there. One of my favorite corners is Janoris Jenkins. And then and that's on the defensive side. On the offensive side, Reggie Bush, Percy Harvin. Um, you know, I was glued. I'm the kid where I watched every bowl game. I watched the Little Caesars Bowl to the Rose Bowl. I watched every bowl game. I knew who the, who the guys were on every team. So, you know, okay. I just my stop, just show. stop. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, you take, you're taking our whole deal away. I got, I already know all that. Okay. We're going to get okay. into that. I already okay. know Mr. Student of Life, Student of the Game. <laughs> so my earliest memory of you is 12 years old, right? West Side still is like, oh, who is this kid? Oh, this kid got a game. All right. He little, he ain't really going to be nothing, but he is good right now. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And then my second, my uh, that, but we never interacted before. You know what I mean? You see me from afar. I was watching. I, I knew who you were, though. I knew who yeah, you, you were. Knew, you know, I, get it, I, get it. I was the man. You know what it is. It's like, <laughs> but my earliest interaction memory of you is um, ninth grade. You, ninth grade. I'm, I'm a junior senior, whichever one. 
and we had we had a camp, right? Mm -hmm. you, you run up to me, you this big old head, big old smile. Who is this little kid right up to me? It's like, oh, that's the kid from back when he was pretty good. He had grown up now, but he's still little. All right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, great. You said to me, you said, listen, man, if you give me a scholarship to Michigan, I'm going to Michigan. Yeah. And I'm looking at you like, he five, you probably like five, six at this point. Yeah, I'm little. I'm little. Five, six, like 140. I'm like, you can't play at this this level. Like, what are we yeah. talking about? What are we, why are you talking? Yeah. But I ain't that guy, right? So I'm like, yeah, hey, all right, you better keep your word, right? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. That's my earliest memory of you. And, uh, yeah, you know, scout.com camp. Yeah. And then, but then you, 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 you get to senior junior year and I'm looking and I'm like, Whoa, he, he a guy. He, like, he's a guy, like a guy, guy. Like he's, he's really, really good. Still ain't that big, but he's a guy. And you got offers from everybody in the country. And, you know, yeah. a lot of kids talk about all these offers and how they get these offers. It's like, you went and earned the offers yeah. that you got, right? And so oh, yeah. I want you to tell a little the story of how the Alabama LSU offers, right? Because up here, we just weren't getting that kind of recognition, no. right? The Alabamas and the, they weren't coming up here to the north because you got all those guys down south. There's no reason to, right? But mm -hmm. you were one of the first guys where it's like, um, we got to have them. And you're five foot eight, 150 pounds. Oh, yeah. Tell the story about how the Alabama LSU offer came about. And, and don't be shy about dropping the names that you, you know, it, it's some names that you, you know, a lot of people going to know that you yeah. had to earn your, your, you know, your, your, oh, your, yeah. Your, your, your oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, going into, you know, you know, I met you at that scout.com camp in Cincinnati, man. That was the first camp I ever had to attend. And I was just amazed. I liked how all the cameras was following you. And, you know, it was another guy, Austin White. He was there. You know, it, it was it was some names there. And I was like, you know what? You know, I, this 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 what T. Rich won for himself. And so, you know, that camp was the camp where I just said, you know, let, let me try it out. Let me try DB. Let me try receiver and let me learn how to compete. And I liked it. It was something that just came natural. And it really wasn't so much the skill set. It was just the, just the competitiveness, right? I mean, I didn't care how small. Right. I just wanted to compete and I wanted you to respect that. And so, you know, that was my first tape of camp life and, you know, learning how to really learn the tangibles about playing the position and playing a game of football, honestly. So, um, you know, I, I trained with a guy for months, probably six months, a guy by the name of Charleston Fives, you know, rest in peace, Coach Fives. He, he passed away uh, in, in 2013 to a car accident. I trained with him every day. I mean, I drove from the inner city of Detroit out to Wixom. Um, and you know, at the time, you know, saying one of my good buddies, James Ross, we, I would train with him every single day. He taught me, that's when he started really developing my football mindset. He started teaching me techniques. He started teaching me things that I needed to be able to do at a high level if I was going to be at this size. Um, and, you know, looking back at it, you know, you know, you know, my parents didn't have a bunch of money, so I couldn't pay the guy and nor did he really ask for it. He said, just pay me an effort. And, you know, I promised him I was going to always pay him with more than with more than this effort. And so he trained me. He trained me for six months. I mean, I mean, he made me do stuff over and over and over. It got to the point where I was backpedaling in my sleep. I mean, I was just doing techniques in my sleep. It just became second nature. And um, I didn't understand the power of that. And, you know, he took a chance on me. He told my dad and told me, he said, listen, I, I want to drive you down to Alabama and LSU. And as crazy as that sound at 5'8", 5'7", 140, I was like, you sure? Me? This guy right here. And, you know, they just won the national championship. I watched that game. They just beat Texas. You, me. You want to take me down there? And so he was like, yeah, we'll take you down there. You know, I think you got what it takes. And even at that time, you know, hot, you know, big confidence. I didn't know that. You know, sometimes people see something in you more than what you saw in yourself. And so mm. I was like, you sure? And. He said, yeah. And so I had to get approval from my dad and from, you know, from my high school coach, Walter. Um, Walter was like, hey, you know, go down there, put your best foot forward. It's going to be different to put your best foot forward. Because, you know, we all kind of felt like, you know, this, this is stepping out on a limb a little bit, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, at the time, it was a bad time. And so my dad had to scrape up some money to make sure I had some money. So I can go down there and, and you know, and, you know, and compete. And it, it, was, it was a couple hundred bucks I had to have just for, like, in my pocket for food and stuff. Because mm -hmm. we drove 17 hours to Louisiana. I mean, I jumped out the car midday like today, and I had to go to camp. It was one-on-one. -on it was time. And i never forget when I got out that car and I walk in, and one thing about LSU at the time, Les Miles was the head coach. They, you knew who were the guys. 
You knew who the guys who they had that was committed. You knew who, yeah, you knew, yeah. It wasn't that no, purple group, it, that purple, oh, that yellow, and that tiger group. Oh, hey, everybody else wearing that high school stuff. These high schoolers just wearing LSU shorts. Yeah. They got LSU apparel on. They committed. You know, they call them those committed boys. I said, okay, yeah. I need to get at them committed boys. Yeah. And so, you know, we started doing drills and stuff. And um, at the time, the DB coach was Ron Parker. And let me just tell you how much every drill that Coach Fives made me do over and over and over again. We did every drill doing individual time uh, for DBs. I was doing it so crisp, so sharp, so smooth. Coach had to say, oh, everybody stop. Uh, Cass Tech, Richardson, go out there and show them how to do this drill. And I did help Johnny on the spot, clean, crisp. He said, you know, that's how you do it. And in that moment, I looked at Coach Fives. He said, see, I told you. Yeah. And that's when the confidence, the swag, the everything came <laughs> out right then and there. It was like somebody. He became big rich. Oh, oh it was rich. like somebody put the Batman sign in the sky. And it was like, yeah, I'm here. And so we got to doing one-on-ones. And the one thing that I really appreciated, and it made me put this in perspective, even at this age, I might be 14, 15, they didn't call it one-on-ones, one-on-ones. They called it opportunity time. Mm. I'm like, wow. You call and it. say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know if they heard. What is they it didn't call one-on-ones, one-on-ones. They call it opportunity time. Because mm. this was your opportunity. And they do a bit, right? So they got groups. And so the committed guys versus the guy guys. They had... It's probably 200 DBs, and they got this one group of like eight or nine guys who they really want to see. Mm-hmm. And so it was the committed guys or the guys who they wanted to see versus these guys. And in that group, you got Landon Collins, you got myself, mm-hmm. you got um, I can't think of his name. He ended up playing at Texas AM and he ended up playing for the Redskins for I mean, you got some guys. We early, mm-hmm. we we young, nobody got offers. You know, you got um some, you got some guys, some four-star, some guys who end up being four-star all-American draft picks. They was, we all in this group and little, little T-Rich at this time, I'm in the group, you know, I'm like, y'all belong. And on that group, they had Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. They had some guys, right? And that was, you know, and I competed and I didn't win every rep. I don't even know if I won a rep, but I competed hard. And, you know, I I showed that even at this size and that, you know, what I knew I was going, Hey, you, you know, I'm going to compete. You know, no, and you know, if I ain't got the ability, then hey, but I'm going to compete, and mm-hmm. that was that was that was an amazing experience, man. But at, at that time, I was five eight one forty, so my groin, my hamstring, everything is done, and we got to get in the car and drive to Alabama. So we went to right. Alabama, and same thing. I mean, we we magically kept pulling up, and I had to get out and perform. And no day of rest. Come on, it's time to go do it. And this time, the DB coach is Nick Saban. He Ooh. is the DB. He's the guy that's doing the drills. He's the guy that's taking me through the drills. Come here, do it like this. And um, and at that time, every injury I had went in the air. I ain't got no Gone. It's, it's time right now. Go. And um, and I performed. And they I did one on one, seven on sevens. And the difference between LSU and Alabama, okay, we throwing the ball at you every time. So everybody get a series of like six reps, all six balls was coming at me. It didn't matter the route. They throwing at me. Fades, comebacks. And, I and rightfully so, right? 5A guy, I'm throwing at him. 5A. And the, the thing was, all the drills that I had practiced on for months, months, days, I did so well compared to everybody else, they had to give me a look. Like, okay, let's look at it. Let's, let's take a chance. And then when I competed and made the plays, I never forget that night. I was so blew out. I mean, we we stayed in the dorm. One thing I would tell you, LSU Alabama, they eat good. We was eating whole turkeys, and I'm like, dude, y'all, great. that's why y'all so big down here, yeah. right? I probably came back 150 just from going down, and <laughs> and um, I remember I was exhausted, man. Coach Fobbs came in the room in my dorm room, and he was like, "We got to meet tomorrow at 8:30 with the big guy." And Nick Saban ain't big, but it was Nick Saban. He ain't big at all, but he, he ain't big, big at all. And, you know, we go in the meeting, and he said, listen, Terry, I don't know how tall you are. I don't know how much you weigh. I don't know how fast you are. I don't know how high you jump. You are more than good enough to play for me at Alabama. And we're going to offer you a full-ride scholarship. And from that moment, I became Superman, Batman. You couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. And it just changed. It changed, it changed my whole outlook. And so – I just couldn't believe. And in that moment, it was kind of like a movie. Like I paused, I heard them, I thanked them. But in my mind, I'm like, 
I looked at Coach Bob and I said, you believe. You truly believe. When I, I didn't even see it for myself. And so that's kind of how it all started, man. And at that point, that really made me appreciate having good people, good mentors in your life, because sometimes they believe and see things in you that you don't see for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, once Nick Saban offered, he called Les Miles and said, hey, Les, you know, Nick just pulled the trigger. Les said, well, damn it, I was going to do it too. Listen, he got the LSU offer now. Hey, he came here first. He didn't go there first. He, he came here first. And by the time we left, and that's 17 hours back to Detroit. So I left Detroit, no scholarship, came on the way back. By the time I touched back, Iowa offered all these other schools that I had worked out in front of a time at the time again that just one pull the trigger was pulling the trigger. And yeah. that's how it all started, you know. But that's crazy. Yeah, so it was, right, it was so, a tough journey. So, it's very tough. It's, that's, that's, that's tough. Like, a lot of kids, yeah. you know, I'm tired. Uh, oh. like I've seen so many kids get to, oh, I've been working out all day, so I can't perform. Oh, and, no. and, and, and it's just unbelievable to me. You have an opportunity. You have a, a chance, and you're going to throw it away just because you're tired. Let me you're you soft is what you are. But go ahead. Listen, I'm 26, about to be 27. My cleats and gloves stay in the car. I'm all ready. ready. I'm ready. ready. Always. So you in, in today's age, it ain't stories like that, right? Where where the grind of the 17-hour drive and the and the camp here as soon as you get out the car and then you know get thrown in the fire and then go to the next fire, right? You know, that that's just not happening like that. You got a lot more of oh, this guy, this team offered you where we're gonna offer you with no real intention of you ever being able to come here, but just because they did, we will, right? Yep. And so kids are getting all these offers that don't mean a whole bunch and and they don't even know it. They have no idea that you can't even go to any of these schools that have right. offered these scholarships. What do you think? And so I talked in the open about, you know, maybe in re being a social, uh, mental health, mental health awareness month, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, today's June 1st, you know, it's over, mm -hmm. but you know, you should, it shouldn't be over, right? Cause it's something that needs to be talked about all the time. Mm -hmm. What do you think that's doing to the kids mm -hmm. uh, who are coming up just like the way we did in their mental health and, and, and the disappointment that they experience so early when they think that they have the opportunities that they don't. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. And I really kind of, you know, look, at the end of the day, you going to going to Michigan, football changed our life. Football was our way to make And, you know, you wouldn't be there today. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without that game of football. And mm -hmm. so, you know, my thing is with these colleges, these coaches, these different uh, recruiting outlets, ESPNs, uh, rivals, 24-7, all that stuff, man. Listen, man, don't, they, you talking about kids' opportunities and dreams, right? Um, it's real, right? The, you know, the disappointment that a kid got to go through to learn his offer is not a committable offer, right? Um, I, I think that, you know, they need to get a better handle on that. I think the transfer portal wasn't the best handle on that. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm going back to the kids, you know what? If I was an athlete in today's game, I went hard back then. I would go 30 times harder now because it's so easy for a school or even that pro team to go grab a player. It's so easy. I mean, whatever you think make you good, they might have another kid that they think make that guy good. I would go even harder. I mean, I didn't rest then. I really wouldn't rest now. There's no time to rest. We got to be we got to be exactly who we say we are when we step out on that field so that we do get the opportunities. Because it's sad. It's a sad thing to see that these kids are, you know, missing out on opportunities to places that probably really didn't want them. And, you know, it, it, it really hurt me to, to see that, right, you know, because yeah. of my journey. But, you know, I, I think, you know, guys like yourself and myself that, you know, we around today, you got some guys who you mentoring, I got some guys who I'm mentoring, I think, and you we can see their progress because we start had them when they were – you know, up and coming to where they are today, right? So I think yeah. guys like us, it's a lot more former players giving back and that's around that can kind of help combat that. Yeah. So you growing up, let's go back to little kid T. Rich. Okay. Uh, even now, T. Rich, you talked about it a little bit. You know everybody. When I tell you, oh, you yeah. know every player that's thinking about going to college. You know everybody that's in college. You know yeah. everybody that's graduated from college. You know everybody that was born and they might someday become a college athlete. Like you knew it all. <laughs> and I'm just like, how does this kid know everything? It's ridiculous and it's really weird. And so because of that knowledge, I'm gonna put that knowledge to the test. Okay. Right. okay. I got a game for you. Okay. I got a game. You wanna play a game? Okay, let's do it. 
I got a game. And the game is called, oh, snap. Okay. That's, what's his name? I might know the name. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I know you will, right? Oh, snap. That's, what's his name? <laughs> That's going to be the name of the game. And so I got, I got a few pictures, right? I'm going to start off real easy for you because, you know, I don't know what your level is. You know, you've been working. You're a working man in the corporate world, so your, your mind might not be working the way it used to. But I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to start off with something. You ready to go? Okay, let's do it. Who is that, T-Rich? That right there. I think that's number 10. That might be a young Jeremy Gallon. No, that's 20. That's 20. It's 20. Oh, that's 20? That's Mike Hart. That's Mike Hart. All right. That's all right. Mike Hart you all day long. almost fun with that, but it's all good. I know that's, all, that's my car all day long. I get it. I get it. All day so long. that's that's one of your former schools. I'm gonna go to your other former school, right? The one that's in the background. Who is that? These two easy ones for Man, you. Man, that's Randy Moss. Okay, okay, okay. Don't you, call, baby. you don't gotta that's treat me like you. that. You don't gotta treat me <laughs> like that. Okay, 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 okay. Then who's that though? Who is one of the baddest to do it? Steve Slayton, baby. <laughs> Steve Slayton, come on. Why do it come to your brain so come fast? On. I'm I'm really, I don't like it. All right, okay. Steve Let's Slayton. stay in the running back room. Let's stay in the okay. running back room. Let's do it. Who is that? Oh, man, that's, that is number three, the U, no gloves. That's Frank Gore, baby. <laughs> no gloves. That's no gloves. Yeah, that no is gloves. indeed Frank. Gore. Come okay. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, and listen, I studied the, the no game. gloves solidified it for you. Oh, the no gloves. See, because I could have went Willis McGee, but he had two. Could have went Nijai down for, but he had four. Okay, you don't gotta okay. You're just being arrogant at this point. See, All right, here we go. Who we got? No gloves. Oh, that's that's Joey Harrington, man. Oh, uh, yes. That's yes. Joey Harrington. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me hold on. Let me see. Let me this get this too easy. All right, let's stay in the quarterback room one more time. Let's okay. see. Let's see. Let's Who's do that? it. That's Phillip Rivers. See, people ain't know that he had the visor on. They ain't know he wore that back at NC State, right? See, they, they think Phillip Rivers is, is this new guy who likes to talk trash. Phillip, Phillip been about that action on the field. Come on now. Okay, just relax, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I got to get you. All right, all right. Yeah, all watch right, every right, ball right. game. Yeah, you ain't going to get this one. You ain't going to get this one. Come on, that's one of the baddest boys. That's Golden Tate. Come on now. Oh. I, you forgot – I was at that game at versus Michigan. <laughs> okay, okay. I was there at that one. Dang, hold on, hold on. I, I, I almost okay. made me okay. Okay, playing this going this gonna be one. Is it, it, it initially because you're doing so good? It initially started. I just want you to name a receiver, but I want you to name the DB guarding okay. him as well. That's Leon Hall versus Dwayne Jared Rose Bowl, two thousand six. I watched that game live. I told you I watched every bowl game. I didn't miss a bowl game. You learn who these guys are. That's okay, 06. okay, okay. Who's that? Oh, baby, that's uh, the 22. I can't tell you, but I know that that's Dennis Dixon at the quarterback. That's, that's the Statue Dixon. of Liberty play. He scored on that one, too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're yeah. killing me. You're killing me. Oh, okay, yeah. I know I, I know you know this one, but I just want to I wanna hear your response when you see this one. Because okay. everybody else don't know this one, but you know that one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's Tyler Lockett, baby. Mr. 300. <laughs> Mr. 300. How do you know him again? How do you because I read his stat line before the game and said, we need to focus on this guy. This guy that went for 300 yards a couple of times. You don't just uh -huh. go for 300 yards. A I mean, I got times. a couple more, but it really seems like a, a, a waste of time at this point. Oh, it's a little too easy. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say to my life. Okay, I'm gonna say number five for TCU. Who you got? Ladanian. Everybody focus. Ladanian. Ladanian. All right. I'm gonna say number four for USC. Who you got? Joe McKnight. It's Joe McKnight, guys. Come on. He, he, I'm telling you, he's like in his second. Knight. Okay, 26 for the U. 26 for my – come on, man. I ain't saying his name. The greatest of all time, Mr. Taylor. Rest in peace. John Taylor. There he is. Come there. on, nah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, okay, seven at Ohio State. Oh, Teddy Ginn. They had some guys. Teddy Ginn. 
Teddy Ginn, guys. Teddy it's Ginn. Teddy, it's Teddy Ginn. Because, all right, all right. Hey, game over. Hey, hey, hey he was the, the first one that had the the the, the lower two bar. The kicker the boy. Visor. I was trying to find that. I still don't know where he got that visor. I'm trying to figure out why Jim Trussell approved him wearing a kicker helmet with a visor. I'm still trying to figure out how he got that approved. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my go gosh. Hey, you, 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 you're the best. I mean, you know every – I mean, I – I watched every bowl game, man. It wasn't a game that – hey, most kids was outside running around doing nothing. I was in the house watching ball. I was in the house watching ball, lacing up my cleats, editing my helmet to make it look like theirs. Begging my dad, hey dad, I need an Oakley visor. Not, I need. A, I need an Oakley. I, I can't just have no regular Z leader. I no, 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 no. no. Not the Z ocean. You know about the Z leader. Not the Z leader. I need the Oakley. Oh yeah, I, I studied the game, man. I was really a a student of it. I appreciated it. I love guys showing up and showing out. I love being able to listen to the intro and they say, yeah, watch out for this guy, and that guy is is exactly who that guy is. I love That's it. it. I appreciate it. All right, now let's go all the way. All right, now you've been all you, you're all American. Yep. You you choose them between every school in the country: USC, LSU, yep. Alabama, yep. Ohio. I mean, where, 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 where do you not have a scholarship? Right. You right. Choose, right. Oh, this, you choose Michigan, right? You choose to yep. stay home. Yeah. Why, why? Why Michigan? Well, because at that time, man, class of 2012, a lot of guys was really going to the schools that they were from. A lot of the boys from Texas was going to Texas. A lot of Miami boys was going to Miami. Florida boys going to Florida or Florida State. The um, the West Coast guys was going to USC. You know, Chip was coming in, stealing a couple of them, and they going to Oregon. But a lot of guys, Ohio guys, was going to Ohio State. So a lot of guys in the class of 2012 was going to schools that they were from. If you go back and look at that class, and I'm talking the top 150 and even the top 300, you would see a lot of hometown school and I took pride in that you know I participated in the opening the gridiron kings the opening out in Oregon the gridiron kings in Florida and I love how them guys was prideful about where they at or where they from they didn't care about uniforms they didn't care about jerseys or brand I want to go to a Nike school but obviously Michigan was a dealer they didn't care about that it was I'm from Texas I'm going to Texas I'm from right. Miami I'm going to the U it didn't matter it was about representation so when I looked at Michigan, you had yourself up there, Thomas Gore and Big Will, you know, guys that I knew, Raymond Taylor, guys that I was familiar with. And then also um, my best buddy, Royce Funge, James Ross, they had all committed. I mean, it was it was too hard for me to say I can't go to Michigan. I mean, it, right. it was too hard. And my dad, you know, like I said, I'm always a student. My dad, he reads a lot. He all, My dad understood the power of getting – getting an education out of Michigan along with playing football. He felt like it was the best of both worlds. So right. I couldn't turn it down. You know, as much as I really tried to, I couldn't. It was just too glaring at me. It was like, I got to go to Michigan, you know? Right, so you at Michigan, and, yep. and you get you get to start and head down the road that's so common, right, yep. where a kid like yourself, right, great in Little League, great at, well, after the, after the 48, and then yep. you're great in yep. Little League. Oh, yeah, 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 great yeah. in Little League. <laughs> All right, great as a high school player, right? State yep. champion, everything, whatever you want, all American, yep. right? And you go through this time without having to experience uh, disappointment and hurt yep. and yep. adversity, and then all at once, right? Yep. And all at once, it comes at the highest level where you you think you're supposed to be having the time of your life, living your dream, right? Playing at the next level, you get to this 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 stage where where you've worked your whole life, and now you're experiencing all the disappointment. And yep. that's where all the mental health come in, comes in. Yeah. So talk about your experience at Michigan and how you were able to deal with, right, all the disappointment that you dealt with there. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, it was a time where, you know, I went to college at 17. So I was still young. I graduated at 20. Um, so, you know, a lot of stuff I had to kind of it – was, it was a learning process. I mean, truth, the truth be told, a lot of things I was going through, I guess I didn't realize I was really going through it, right? Like the days were long. But the years was flying by. But, you know, it, it, it hurt. It hurt it to not be able to perform at my hometown school. A lot of the young guys in the stands, they on the sideline, kids that looked up to me. You know, it was painful. But what it did do was, you know, it made me a man. It made me be able to look adversity in the eye and make the choice. I mean, I think when stuff, when, when, when things get hard, you got to make a choice. You either go cry 
or you're going to stand up to it. You're going to fold or you're going to push through. So, you know, I chose to push through. And, you know, you know, Devin, we had some conversations in the locker room and you you kept me up. You know, you, you may say, hey, don't worry about none of that. Keep keep playing. Keep, you know, keep keep competing. You know, my fiance, Toya, um, and, you know, I'm excited to get to marry her because, you know, we, we've been together for 10 years. People don't know about, you know, the times when she kept me up and kept, you know, kept my spirits high. Um, Claiborne Green, who was up there, you know, these guys, you know, a lot of people played a role. One of my good friends, John Fine, you know, they, they played a good role with keeping my spirits up and understanding that this is just a stepping stone at, to where I'm at in life, right? So it was tough, but it definitely was a battle that, you know, I had to fight head on, can't run from it. You know, you can't, you can't cry. I mean, they got things in place now like the transfer portal and coaches can reach out. You know, I, I don't know if I still leave Michigan if all that was in place back then. Because mm-hmm. I made my dad a promise I'd get that degree. Coach Files passed away my sophomore year when I was up there. And I made him a promise that I'd do whatever it take to finish. So yeah. I'm a man of my words. So when I say I was going to do something, it didn't matter the situation. I had to just push through. And it wasn't easy, but it was a battle that I look at today and say, you know, as much as I wish a different outcome, it still helped me and made me the man that I am today. So, <clears throat> you know, I always talk about talk to young guys about finding out who they are outside of yep. football player or outside of their outside of their sport. Um, and and you you found yourself, you know, in kind of turmoil, not knowing. Well, who am I outside of this, right? You know, yeah. what what was what was the thing that was not only the toughest for you, but what helped you get out of that funk, you know, of hey, I, I don't know who I am outside of football player and football ain't working out, right? So yeah. the mental health that comes into play then is is yeah. is detrimental to your the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of family friends, man, John Fine, Alex Wiaka, they, you know, really John Fine. I had friends that kind of start teaching me a little bit about business. They start teaching me about opportunities outside of sports, um, start teaching about different uh, uh, um, careers and things that I could look at outside of football. Um, and I took them serious. You know, they, they taught me about what LinkedIn was, how to make a page. They start, t- you know, telling me about uh, apps I could download, start learning about things going around the world, Wall Street Journal, Forbes. So, I started to educate myself on different career paths and different things that I could do that I thought was interesting outside of sports. And I still was playing, right? I still, I ain't give up, but you know, I know some people say, you know, I don't have a plan B because I, because I want to make plan A work. I agree with that, but you still better start thinking about a plan B just in case, just in case. Yeah. I understand. I, I love the mindset, but you know, life don't always work that way. So I had people that start really, that, you know, my one of my closest friends, John Fine, he grabbed me and, you know, pretty much, you know, started talking to me about different things outside of sports that I could look at, that I could do, um, and just to start at, at, a, at a high level, wrapping my mind around some, some other, other career opportunities. Yeah, that's all. Like, so from there, I want to talk about a turn back moment, right? So every, every guest, we always talk about a turn back moment of, a moment of, of of you wanting to give up, right? Where if you mm. if you if you turn back, whatever you want out of your life, you're never gonna get it, right? Mm. But if you continue on, obviously, right, like you have, you'll mm. be able to reach the heights that yeah. you've been able to reach. You know, yeah. talk about a time where you had that thought of I'm about to give up, and, oh, and, yeah. and oh. I don't know what's gonna happen. I remember it vividly, man. After sophomore year, man, I had a a spring evaluation with my coach and he basically said, listen, man, I like you. You're a good kid. You do everything. You play hard, but you know, it's going to be hard for you to play up here. And I was like, okay, you know, that was tough, right? Taking that type of criticism at that age, you, you know, every, I got, you know, I'm getting the butterflies bubbling. I'm getting anger on one side, butterflies. Can't believe he just said that back of my mind. Well, what am I supposed to do next? And I just start asking like, you know what? Okay, I mean, okay, you know, I appreciate that. What is it? Is it is it my plan? Is it he's like, no, it's not that. You know, you're playing hard. We think you're a good player. You know, it just you know, it, it's gonna be tough for you to play up here. So in that moment, I'm like, okay, what do you do? Do you run away from it? Or do you do, do, do you turn your back and you say, all right, well, I'm out of here, right? Forget it, I ain't gonna come here anyway, right? Or do you look, you know, look the lion in the eye? Look the beast in the eye and say, I, you know, I understand, but you know, I I felt like it didn't matter what he said. If I just continue to work hard, I might have a chance, right? Because he controlled who played, 
he controlled everything, right? But I said, you know what, let me still do everything the white way because I made some prior commitments so I can at least give myself a chance. But that was a very pivotal moment after my sophomore year. And it was disappointing because I'm like, man, I, I felt like they gave up on me. And that was the whole purpose of me kind of going to Michigan instead of me going to a Bama or LSU where they're getting so many guys coming in ready to go. You know, I felt like the school knew I needed to get, you know, get my body right, needed to get, you know, I needed to get kind of brought through a program, you know, kind of, you know, get coached up and get, and that wasn't the mindset up there. So it was a little disappointing because I'm like, hey, y'all gave up on me. I only been up here a couple of months. And I thought I was, I was competing well. And I just, you know, but looking at it. Uh, now, everybody don't know. I'm going to just tell you how well you work in Diddy. <laughs> T-Rich's first spring, he had 10 interceptions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 10. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Practices. That's yeah. he getting to pick every every other practice. As, you know, yeah. sometimes you get two or three. And th- these are he getting the 10 picks in the spring as a as a true 17-year-old freshman. Yeah. That's how well you're performing. Yeah. And and yeah. I saw you going through it. And, and I'm so glad I was able to talk to you and yeah. and, and, and be able to help you. And yeah. not only me, right? You talked about how you mentor a youth, right? And so you mentor a lot of young, a few mm-hmm. young DBs, right? Not your primary thing, not what you do, right? Yeah. But you do it because you just want to, right? Kind of like yeah. how Coach Fives was for you. You are yep. Coach Fives to a lot of people, yeah. Um, especially those twins that you know go to Penn State, right? Kalen and Kobe, right? I'm just telling you, Terry, they are so happy, as well as me, and as well as a lot of other kids. So happy you did not turn back when you yeah. had the opportunity to, because and that's that's a lesson for everybody in life. Yeah. You just never know who you're gonna be able to help. Mm-hmm. influence and those kids need you right yeah and you've been yeah. able to you know take them to heights they probably never even they probably had an inkling of maybe they could right yeah but you know in their heart they really ah, i don't know that's a little high and you've taken yeah. them to that to that uh height and then yeah. if you turn back right you don't get that opportunity you I don't, don't get, get that opportunity to help them so exactly. that's great and you may be the poster child for reinventing yourself right the athlete that has to reinvent himself right because you know a violinist the singer the, yeah, yeah. The per- the, they can all do that forever all right? day they all can, day they fast. don't yeah. ever have to really reinvent, if they don't want to right they can do right. that forever the producer the yeah. dj the yeah the every they can do that forever and never have to even face that lion that beast and say i gotta figure something else out if they're really good athletes i don't care how good you are tom brady at some point has got to look that beast in the eye and say hey yeah what you gonna do that's now? it what do you right? do now? Yeah. Right. And and so that's the only skill, right? Being an athlete, it has to end at some point. Even a non-contact thing like like golf, right? You gotta stop at some point. You and people play all the way to their 70, but you gotta stop being great at some point. You're the poster child for reinventing yourself because let me just make sure I read this correctly. Hold on. Let, <laughs> me, let me uh I don't wanna let me see. Um talk about what you do now. Ask. Okay. An executive, no, no, sorry, let me, I'm messing up already. Let me, a 26-year-old executive at the Dell, right? The, yeah. One of the biggest computer yeah. everything companies yeah. in the world. Yeah. 26-year-old executive at Dell, yeah. after listening to this story that everybody's listening to, talk about what you do now mr former athlete mr yes, mr sir. terry richardson i know people yeah. call you, mr <laughs> terry terry richardson mr. yeah terry richardson. yeah no, absolutely so you know what i do today now i'm a global workforce account executive so i support customers all over the globe help them uh put together a solution when it comes to workforce um obviously you see what happened with COVID. so you know i was real busy with helping turn helping transform companies workforce Right. Most people go into an office at a desk, clock in, clock out. But now they needed to be able to still do that from home. What does that look like? What type of technology, what type of infrastructure, what type of solutions that we have to put together so that they can be able to do that? Because essentially you had you was going to have kids not being able to go to school. You're going to have people not being able to earn and make money. So uh, that's my job now, man. So I, I, I support customers all over the world. Uh, Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia, Pacific, Japan, and also here in the U.S. and Canada, Mexico, um, and it's and it's fun. It's fun. Uh, you know, I you, you say reinvent. Um, I I would tell you this. I didn't reinvent who T. Rich and Big Rich is. I'm always him. That that's the guy that you know as you know, as passionate, a student, you know, a people person, a hard worker. That's me. That's my identity. 
what I had to reinvent is where to put that focus at. So I had it all mm. in sports. So now I put it all in my job now, right? It's not the same thrill, 100,000 people calling your name or mom and dad crying because you made the game when they play. It ain't none of that no more. But it's still that it's still that pressure to perform and to execute. And that's kind of what I like. So I'm in sales, right? So I get targets. I get responsibility um, to go and, you know, you know, make my sales and help customers and, you know, put together solutions. And just that pressure, just that, that notion of they say, hey, Terry, can you deliver? Absolutely, I can deliver. I can deliver all over the globe. So um, without question. Yeah, you know, big shout out to Bill Pop, uh, Andy Browski, uh, and you know, they 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 really shaped my mind and took a chance on me to, you know, kind of groom me up, right? So I've always had mentors, I had mentors in everything I did. Um, mentors in sports, mentors in business, mentors in finances. Uh, and that's that's been wonderful for me, right? I had teammate mentors, Mr. Gardner himself, right? Like I've always had mentors and you know, I'm not always so quick to talk. I'm always quick to listen and ask questions. So, you know, that's what I do today. And it's, it's been it's been awesome. I've been able to transform the athlete and put the athlete in business. Same hustle, same grit, same ability to execute. Fourth quarter tie game, Devin, can you put the ball back in zone without a shot of a doubt? 10 out of 10 times if that's what it takes, right? So I'm yeah. trying to be, I'm trying to bring that <laughs> to, to business. Like when customers say, hey, Terry, can you deliver this solution and is this something that you can repeat and is this committable over X amount of time? Absolutely. Same all day, every day. So it just kind of shift the energy to a different, to a different industry. Per se. And, and after all that, right, you're busy, you're really busy, very, very busy. You oh, still yeah. got time to help the young athletes uh, yeah. give everything you've ever gotten back. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very impressive to say the least. And he's thir- he under 30, he's 26. But yeah. hey, we were just talking before we got on here about how you gotta go, hey man, we gotta hurry up, man, cause tomorrow I gotta go, uh, you know, close on my house, you know. Oh, I gotta yeah. go, I got my, my fiance, you know, all this. You know, he's living his life and never played it down at the at the highest level of football and got a chance to play at Marshall and and, yeah. and you, your, your, your story is the, the, the road that will be traveled by way more than the oh, road yeah. will be traveled by a lot of people that get a chance to play 20, 15 years, three That's years, true. five years, one year in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, it's a story that needs to be heard. And, and you did a great job of telling it. Um, we got one more thing for you. you got one, yes, more sir. Thing, one more thing. We yes, got two-minute drill. You're a ball guy, so I know you know all about two-minute drill. What oh. defense do you – if you're a D coordinator, what defense are you playing in two-minute versus Tom Brady? Versus Tom Brady, I'm going to run a two-high. I'm going to run probably a base 4-3 uh, defense, sub out the outside – sub out the soundbacker, put in the nickel, depending on what the personnel is. He probably have 10, 11 personnel. And I'll probably run a, like a, cup, a true cover forefront. Tom is good with moving safety. So if I run a cover three, he'll move that one high safety to one side to get back to the other side. So I'll probably run the base cover four front and I'll probably match up the slots. Hey, you, you're, you're locked on the slot. And that way it'll, it'll make it hard for Tom to read what coverage it is because it might look like man. So it's kind of like a two-man share, but it's not because I'm going to have my other backers have his own eyes in case he, you know, Tom ain't going to run. Now this break, yeah. Tom ain't going to run. So I'm trying to, you know, limit windows for him to throw in. Problem is, so, he's Tom Brady. God, the the problem is, he's Tom. This is crazy because, you know, I remember the Chiefs trying to run two-man on him, right? Oh, so yeah. you got some two-man prison. But he torched it, right? Because that outside torched throw it. is going to be there. But you got It's going to be there. But he's Tom Brady. So he's going to be perfect more times than not, right? And as so the you guy who learns from his home, coach, huh? so, as the guy who learned from his coach, anticipatory throw anticipatory thrower. He's an anticipatory thrower if there ever was one. But defensive coordinators that are going to see Tom Brady this year, T-Rich just gave you the formula. You get in that two-minute, you better have a two-high shell. Two-high shell. And it's it's true cover four, but you matching them slots to make it look like man or two-man. So he think he got that outside throw. You got your outside corner jumping it, and we got action. Oh, and and, and best believe it, down there in, in Tampa Bay, he got some weapons. I mean, hey, I, I think Green Bay saw it. he will take the shot. He, he will, will take, take the deep ball shot, yeah. and they will complete it. So, yeah. All right, we've we digressed. All right, two minutes. You got two okay. minutes on the clock. We got three questions. 
you can answer them however long you want. Try to stay within two minutes. It's up to okay. you. Uh, it's just called two minutes because we need a okay. name for it. And then we Let's play football. It. You know, we do what we do. Now, do you're going to finish the question, right? So it's going to be blah, 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 and you finish, right? And so okay. the first question is, it's going to finish. Uh, the time is going to start after I read it. Terry Richardson, a.k.a. Big Rich, has become a success because? Never failing. Never quitting. Fighting the fight. Looking myself in the mirror. Challenging myself. Good, bad, happy, and sad. Reassessing myself. Reassessing what I did well. Reassessing what I did wrong. And making sure people around me is not scared to hold me accountable. High school football players transitioning into college will function best if? If they start out with the end in mind, you don't have to know exactly what it is that you want to do, you know, as far as studying or, but start thinking about it. Start saying, hey, I, you know, I want to go to the NFL. I plan to get out of here in three. Hey, I actually want to get my degree. So I plan to get out of here in four or maybe three and a half with a degree, right? Start writing it down. I want to be first team all big 10, first team all American. Okay, start looking at what those you got to put up to do that, right? So just come in with the end in mind. Don't come in with the mindset of somebody else is going to lay it out for you. No, you lay it out for yourself. That's what you My mean. advice to anyone trying to create their own forward progress is? My advice to um, write down goals. Write down your goals. Um, forward progress is exactly what it sounds like. You have to move forward, and moving forward, you naturally progress. Write down your goals. Write down your one-year goal, three-year goal, five-year goal, and don't let the goal scare you away. If the goal scares you away, that's a damn good goal, and that's, and that's the one that we need to start tracking towards. So to get forward progress, start thinking forward and start thinking ways that you can progress yourself every step of your life. I wish we had, like, a button where I could 22 seconds. You've got it right almost on the dot. I wish I had a button where, you know, on the radio, you had a button just to clap, oh, yeah, just yeah. a bunch of claps, you know. And maybe, Alex, we'll have to work on getting some a clap button. And we can just throw that <laughs> clap in there at any moment when we got something like that. That was a very good job. I mean, that's all I got for you, right? Now, yeah. do you have anything you want to plug or anything, anybody you want to thank, anything else before we get out of here? For Jay Reed, oh, you man. know, that hot track, that forward progress. Yeah, forward progress, man. Oh, no, nah, man, I just want to say, you know, I, I appreciate everybody in, who's been in my corner and appreciate you as well, man. You've been instrumental for me. You've been instrumental for me over the past couple of years. You, Dior Mathis, you know, that's one of my good, that's my guys. I, I didn't say his name. I got to say his name somewhere. Dior Mathis, that's, you know, that's one of my best friends, man. And, you know, Funch, everybody, I appreciate, you know, everybody. And, uh, you know, what you see today in me is a, is a, is a combined effort of having good people around you and being able to listen to good people and take in that knowledge, man. So, you know, for all the young athletes, everybody that's, you know, probably watching this, man, look yourself in the mirror, go get it, forward progress. You know, we here, this, this is only the beginning. Forward progress, it's forward progress, it's forward progress. Welcome to forward progress. Forward progress is forward progress is forward progress. Welcome to forward progress. Forward progress.